clock used to be a big deal, right? Because when everybody had a watch, you had to check with the, was it the atomic clock? I thought it was clock? the atomic, atomic clock. clock. Yeah. So you had to check with that. Now, isn't everything already synced to it? Like, if my phone says it, that should be good enough. Yeah, that's true. Because I feel like it should be tapped into the time. Yeah. Like, currently it's 12-12. We're sorry we're two minutes late. Uh, there are now six people on, which is fantastic, and I love it. And hey, if you're here, I can only see that two people are here. I see James White and Alice Wells. What's up, you two? Thanks for joining us. If you're also here, drop in the comments while you're here, while we're kind of warming this thing up so we can say hello to you. We want to, one, prove that we're live, and two, uh, say hello to you for jumping on. So thanks. I'm Seven excited people. about I today. love it when people jump on. I'm excited about today. I, was just... I am too. And you know what? I don't think anybody knows what we're doing. You know, you're going to have to go chief, back and watch Chief of it. which is us. No, that's not true. Well, that's like in general true. That's what I mean. But oh, internet. What? I no. Have such good luck with it right now. No. Hopefully, we're like locked in. Somebody gave us a like. That's really good. Okay. We I went to search. Oh, here we go. I, I clicked on a button. I'd never clicked. We on were talking last week about the internet stability, and we're hoping that internet stability doesn't get us this time. That's true. Uh, okay, again, I see seven people just oh, in the go. comments. Type in, I'm here. I'm jumping off, and I'm going to do some. I'm going to test something else out, Mr. Jesse. Did you know that M1BC.TV is another place where you can go if you don't want to stay with the. Oh, this one says, hold on, waiting for it, waiting for it. Let's push the play button. <laughs> Look, that's us. Yes, M1BC.TV is another place where you can go and interact with us if you don't like the Facebook. You can jump on. And you can watch with us live currently on M1BC.TV. There is me. That's it. Uh, but at least I'm on, and we're on. Oh, you're saying because there's on eight Facebook. people watching on the Correct. On Facebook, we've got eight, which is hello. Did, who do you have? Because I all I can see is the two. The Cadles are here. Love it. Some, somebody named Cadle is here. Guy, Guy Miller. Yeah. Danny White. Danny. Jesse Hart. That's Padding our stats. Uh, Alice Wells. And then uh, okay. James White is still there, apparently. Well, that's good for him. He's on. So... Let's see, we're live broadcasting on M1BC.TV. So we're, we're, doing the, we're doing this great, great... Uh, Study video series through Right Now Media. Yep, we love it. Um, it's by we do Guiding. all of our Right Now. Yeah. Media. We do all of our studies through Right Now Media. If you don't have a Right Now Media account, I know producer Steve. If he has not forgotten about our show, it's likely uh, he has. Yep, uh, he will drop it in the comments. If you don't see it in the comments in Facebook soon, you can go to our website in one bcorg and click on the media tab, and it'll say Get Right Now Media. You fill out a quick little. So uh, easy. It's yeah, so quick fast. little information thing. They'll never charge you. They'll never. Well, they'll send you some emails if you choose. It's like, like I like the the new content. They'll send you the new content. Mm-hmm. Or hey, have you seen this study? Uh, based on some of the other things that you've watched here, we'd recommend this. Those are cool. Uh oh. What? Why are we not on anymore? We never were on there. Yeah, we, we weren't. No, we were never oh. on that. Television. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, good. So we're still on here. Okay, so perfect. We have Ten people I got watching, all scared. and I believe. All right, go ahead and talk Steve. about the new the new thing. The new study is by a guy named John Pacluda. Yes, he's fantastic. He's from I think a church in McGregor, uh, Texas. Really? Uh, yeah, near Waco is what people would say, but I don't think he's actually in Waco. I think he's in McGregor. Okay. Fantastic. Oh, like, that's I, I, I did. That's cool. So he's a guy that you kind of. I like him. Yeah, yeah. like he's he's got this wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I think it's a Twitter account. I'm not sure, but Rachel's always talking about he will answer questions 
just any question that a college person asks, mm-hmm. he'll answer. Quite witty and and serious and very, I would say, straightforward and of yeah. course biblical and. But that's important. And so he he's great. Um, I he's six foot eight. Whoa! Yeah, he's a tall guy. A lot of really? Know that he he's just. I think he's a transparent, real guy. Watermark uh, Community Church. Yeah, I think it's in McGregor. I could be wrong though. Okay. No, he's not at Watermark anymore. No, oh, he's, he's not, not at Watermark. No, that's old. Oh, okay. He's at a place called. It says he's a teaching pastor. According to Wikipedia, they need to step that game up. Yeah, it's apparently. something HC Community Church. I'll keep looking it up. You keep talking about so the anyway, introduction great guy. story. Anyway, love love the way he talks. He's a transparent, real guy. Um, but we're excited about the study because he's talking about anxiety. And having listened, that, that's it right there. Having listened to the first one, it's written during this time. So it's very current, very yeah, relevant, absolutely. and applicable yeah. to what we have going on. And it's called? It's called anxiety. Facing anxiety. Facing anxiety. Facing anxiety, which is important. The facing part, I think, is important because at some point in life, you're going to deal with anxiety. Sure. It is an, it is inevitable in uh-huh. this day and age. You cannot remain ignorant to the things of the world, and they cause anxiety. Sure. And so you're going to face anxiety at some point, and you have to face it, uh, not just have it. It's it's a like you said it's you can't get away from that fact and you also cannot get away from the truth that at some point you have to stop right there's a point where you could keep going we were just talking about this pre that you can get wrapped up in your mind mm-hmm. around the idea Oliver what's up he said call guys looking good that's what he says and I, well, I, don't, I don't know what that means but it's it's so much cooler than anything we ever say. It is. Uh, anyway, thanks, Oliver, for being here with us. Um, so, but at some point, you have to stop, right, and evaluate the truth of your circumstance. Absolutely. And that at least get recentered. Yeah. And it, right. Well, at least go. Okay, hold on. What's this really all about? And when I run it through the filter of my faith, right? I'm not. Mm. We're not talking about mm. right church. I'm talking about what do you believe is true about God? When I run my what I'm worried about, which is leading to, I heard somebody say. That anxiety is considering the future without Jesus. That that's the way they define anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. That they that normally when things are going really good, they're like, well, Jesus is here. But then when they think about the future, they say, oh, no, what if Jesus suddenly doesn't exist? And they begin to run through the matrix of that. And that's where we find the answer is, well, that's ridiculous, right? Obviously, that's ridiculous. So... It's reminding ourselves, it's stopping and saying, no, what is true about the way I feel right now? Right. And then, and then and that's a great overarching thing to remember mm-hmm. as far as, as we go through these next four or five different sessions, that is the general uh, reminder to, to facing any kind of anxiety that you're coming up with. And each week we're going to look at different types of anxiety. So like today, we're talking about the idea that we have to be great in the eyes of the world. Yes. Right? So that's, that's the, we're going to hit that angle today. And ultimately, kind of alludes to what you just said. The, the ultimate thing that we need to understand is that how others view us is not nearly as important as how God views us. That's for the reminder for today. When you get caught up in trying to be the best at work or trying to be the best in your gym or trying to be the best uh, wherever it is that you feel like you need to be the best wherever your place is you need to remember those are very temporary 
and small things in regards to how God views you. And I think that's a huge shift for a lot of people because, you know, people mm-hmm. are right in front of us. And it's easy to be motivated by that consideration than it is to be motivated by the fact that God cares for you greatly. I have no ability, right? And I've come to this realization. I thought there was like more. Like I, I have no, <laughs> no ability. I have no, ability. <laughs> no, but but no, no. I'm, Period. No, but so like right. True. There are places that I don't even try to excel because it's so obvious that I can't be right. Our but, walk in India, there was no reason for you to try to get to the front. No, no. When we went to India, no. But but I had to like, and that's a good example, yeah. right? Because I knew what I was walking into there. I knew that no matter how hard I worked, which I worked hard. Yes. It's documented by you and others, but but proven not by me, right? So that's frustrating. But I knew that I would have to take a different approach. And my approach would have to be that nothing I did or nothing or the belief that there was nothing I could or could not do that would change the way that God felt about me. That's crazy. Right? I'm a 40-year-old man yeah. on a mountain in India, and I had to remind myself that no matter how bad this was going to get, and it got bad. Letty and Lauren Bohannon, what up? that I was not going to let the way that people were looking at me, annoyed with me, huffing at me, rolling their eyes, and I totally got it, right? Changed what I could do because the moment I got it about, made it about me is the moment that I would be ineffective. And I wasn't there to walk a mountain. That's right. I was there to, to do something greater, it's, and so I wanted God not to, you know, I wanted the Holy Spirit not to leave because of my vanity. Yeah. Well, I, what's I, what I think is amazing and really, really telling about that story which transcends most people you you had you had flown halfway across the world with the sole purpose of of introducing jesus to people that have never heard of jesus right, right? yes that was the I'd mindset. never been a part of anything like that in my yeah life, right? and the thing that you had to fight against in the before and during was what you just said mm-hmm. and isn't that crazy Right? Right. And logically, looking back on it, you're like, why? Right. But that's, that's what we're saying, how easy it is to get into that point. I do it all the time. Like I, when we first started hanging out, I, I'm, I'm uber competitive now, but I was super competitive then. I didn't and, even know. Uh, yeah. And so I would say things, and you'd, or I'd do things, and you'd look at me like, we're competing at this? <laughs> and, you know, chopping wood or running up the stairs or anything or assembling boxes in the six where i'm like all those things you're like man i barely beat you on that one and i'm like what (laughs) i'm like racing about assembling home depot boxes yeah the answer is yes i can't help it i don't know why but something in me Mm -hmm. is constantly saying you need to be better than this person because they're watching and your example of looking to the side like i'm sorry what most people aren't even paying attention Right. It's only something that's going on in your head. And honestly, anxiety is sure. simply oh, that. Shoot. It is a game that your brain is playing. And if it gets too far, it can become a chemical imbalance that can be very, very dangerous. And I've been, I've been deep in that, right? Everybody's like, hey, how was 40? I'm like, man, it can't be worse than 30. 30, <laughs> 30 was a rough year for me because I began to let it get way, way out of line with anxiety and and then it leads to some dark places, right? And real dark places. And then you realize, wait, so you need to know. And what we've said before, and we'll get into this now. I, I realize that I've kind of sent us on a tangent. That's okay. We will be stopped or we will stop. Like yeah. you can choose yeah. to stop. You can choose to say, well, this isn't right. You can detect. I had somebody text me uh, just last night and they were like, no, 
I'd been through this before with this particular kind of situation. I didn't handle myself right, so this time I went the way Jesus would want me to go. No. And I thought, and I told him, dude, I'm I'm, just, I'm so proud of you, right? And <laughs> and like I'm, I mean, we're we're the same age, but but for for me to see someone that I care about go, oh man, I decided to make the move, then then you're stopping before you're gonna yeah. be stopped. If you're carrying anxiety, you can't carry it for very long. You'll be stopped. They'll crush you. It will crush you. Uh, like and- nothing else. Like it, I mean, it's it's different than depression. It can lead to depression, but it's different than depression, and it can be something that, that just consumes you in a yes. way that every filter you run runs through that anxiety filter. And so every relationship that you have, every contact that you have, every business deal that you have is run through that anxiety filter, and it it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. You You look back on it and... Like you, you've said many times, looking back on what happened when you were 30 is crazy. Right. Uh, the things that some, you're like, oh my gosh, what, why did I, why did I act that way? Yeah. Why did I feel that way? But only after you get past the anxiety can you think that and can you see that. It's so frustrating. And, it's a, and, and here's another thing that's true about it. Nobody understands, right? Like when you're, when you're full of anxiety, it's not they're bad people. Right, there are bad people and people who don't care about you. Blah, blah. I mean, of course we know that, but there's also the truth that no one can go because you got to understand what you're anxious about is in the right way and in all the right ways. It's wrong. You're anxious about it and you're wrong. Yeah. Because there's a truth, a prevailing truth, but we just can't see it. And so you need to know. Yes, you're actually anxious over things that are quite small in the scheme of eternity, and that's okay. So we're not. So you need to know. You don't have to legitimize your anxiety. You don't have to go. No, no. But this is really something. No, there's nothing to be really anxious about for the follower of Christ. So if you're anxious, it's small because there's nothing that God is not larger than. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that the salvation of Jesus Christ cannot bring you through. And so there's truth there. So you need to know you're living in the mistruth area, and that's okay. But the sooner you realize that and quit being the victim. And going, hey, nobody cares and nobody understands. No, they could not ever understand enough to take that anxiety away. What you're wanting is a partner yeah. to be sad with you and anxious with you and scared with you. And that's, that's never did anybody any good. And, and you just want it to go away. I think we were talking about with anxiety, a lot of times people will say, you know, if you just get to this point, that'll, yeah. that'll fix it. Right. Or, you know, if you have a big project going on or a big event or big something going on, uh, you say, well, if I can just get to this point, uh-huh. then things will be better. Because maybe you can control it. Yeah. Because, it, yeah, the thing that's out of your control, mm-hmm. the thing that you have anxiety about will be finished. Yes. But that's not, that's not the way it works at all. If, if, you are, if you are bent towards having anxiety towards one thing, you're, you're going to find other things to have anxiety for. They may not be as big as the thing that you are currently dealing with, but they're going to be something. And in an age where social media is so prevalent and we're connected with the world in a way that we've never been to this point in history, you can't help but have anxiety, right? A hundred years ago, if there was an earthquake in Turkey, no one on this side of the planet would have ever heard about it. Sure. And so there's not something you worry about, right? I mean, we know about COVID now, but a hundred years ago when they were dealing with the flu, they were just wondering why everybody was getting sick. Yeah. You know, so the anxiety level was different. They were scared because they're like, well, this thing is, I hope I don't get that fever thing that they're, they're getting. But they didn't have all of the political pressure and all of the other social pressures and all the other things that, that are going on 
to face it. And so in a world right now where we're as connected as ever, we're creating a situation where anxiety is everywhere. And your outlook on the things that are going on in the world is what is going to determine whether or not you deal with it appropriately or deal with it in an unhealthy manner. Yeah, I mean... Hello, Jennifer, becoming Chamberlain Johnson yeah, and she, Mr. Hibner. We have 17 have people on right now. Today. All of you that are on right now, we just want to say thank you, and this is justification that... Well, we were about to pull the plug really on like, this, yeah. No, you love it. I'm so glad these guys are going back to work. They're happy. They're it's fantastic. So, okay, I'm so pumped. So, listen, I want to be clear, okay? Mm-hmm. Right? That, that's why there's so... We did two studies in a row Absolutely. almost. No, two out of three studies on anxiety or getting out of your head or quit thinking. And So there's a reason that's happening. Right. And there's a reason we're drawn to it because we're doing the same thing. And we want to help the people that we're constantly seeing that we know are struggling with it. But but we have to have an absolute understanding as we walk forward. We cannot walk through this just, hey, guys, we're in an epidemic of anxiety. No, we're in an epidemic of forgetting who God is. Yep. That's the epidemic. Anxiety is a symptom of the real problem is that we have forgot who God is and we have walked through with this as understanding of God. Are you saying we're off the internet? No, I was going okay, to say, I, your point I would say it's off. also, it points out the, the smallness of our faith to begin with. Yes. Right. When things are going well, your faith can seem like it's strong. Yes. But when things start to put you into the fire, you start to realize what do you really know and what do you really believe. And this this last five months has pushed people to make a decision, at least unconsciously for some people. Yeah, what do they really believe? And and I think that is as evident as ever. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'm with you. It's an absolute understanding. And when I say absolute, un- JP Cotton, JP Cotton, yes, sir, asked me to Come call on. him just a minute ago, and I, Jerry. Paul Cotton. Jerry Paul, who's all-state quarterback. Did back you in see the, that? Yeah, buddy. You oh, my God. How would you not? That's why he probably wants me to call him. Oh, Ivan's on. Hello, Ivan. He probably Ivan. wants to talk about that. And I want to. Absolutely. Malakoff. He probably will not want High to talk school. about that, but I think that we Old should. Old number 12. Yeah, buddy. I love it. Uh, got a superstar in the mix, folks. I didn't he's know he was here. Group. I'm glad he's here. Um, he'll never join again. <laughs> uh, well, the beauty of this is that it's, you know. Oh, but, look, Letty's talking, hitting the nail on the head. Oh, okay. okay. She's, she's, she's talking, talking about, about us, not about Jerry, Jerry Paul. Paul. I eight. think you're definitely, we're, anyway, so, go but listen. So <laughs> what, what we need to understand is an absolute is, is something that is irrefutable. It's something that you believe no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter what's going on. Okay? I've had a lot of that stuff going on lately. So, Seth, mm-hmm. we've had stuff that we thought was, was solid, and it rocked the foundation of our belief, and we had to understand. We had to go back to. At some point, we had to stop. We had to throw on the brakes, and we had to look at, okay, this is what it feels like, but what do I know is true? And that's where we're asking you to join us in. Let's, let's decide we can't eradicate anxiety, mm-hmm. but we can eradicate false understanding and weak belief. <laughs> he said stop it. We're not going to stop it. Not stop it. We'll uh, make it a whole series. So listen, uh, follow us here. Let's, let's just make a pack. What would it look like if 19 people, Man, right? That's incredible. To, Two of them are us, okay? And but, Danny and Steve. But you know what? But what if 15 people. 15 people, besides the people that work here, decided no no more of this walking through life yeah. without stopping? I'm not saying that, that life's not going to hit you and you're going to have to take a couple steps back. I'm saying pause, reflect, and stop and say, no, what do I know is true about God? Yeah. And then move forward. I, so I have something on my computer that I look at every day when I walk into the office, and it says, what do I believe really? And that's just... 
that's it is that important. Andy yeah, absolutely, sermon. and it's important to to stop mm-hmm. and 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 address those things all the time, right? When anxiety hits you, and it's going to, that's okay because it can move you to a greater understanding and a greater faith and all of those things. It's a healthy thing. It's like working out. We work out to break down our muscles so that they come back stronger. Yeah, that's true. That's everything in life is about that. Growing is about that, right? You're tearing things apart to make things stronger so that you are able to withstand the things that are constantly thrown at you. And these anxieties, these things are an effort to make you, well, you can be stronger or you can break. Well, and, and again, let's be honest about these anxieties. They come as a result of us having no control. And that must be from the belief that we had control in the first yeah, place. Yeah, the false assumption. And and you you understand like okay, I'm and I'm saying this to myself. So please know that this isn't Jesse being passionate about the epidemic going around. It's epidemic in my own life. Mm-hmm. Is that I sit around and worry about my kids going back to school. I sit around and worry about my next step in life. I sit around and worry about if I'm going to sell something on eBay. You know, I mean, it, because I want to control that so that I can control the next thing so that I can get what I want, which is a happy life, mm-hmm. which is personal peace and affluence. I want, I want things in life to work in such a way through my obedience and adherence to the rules that I get everything I want, I live how I want, and there's no problems. Yeah. And I talk myself into believing that. Well, and so the disciples were very similar in that manner. And they, they're walking around with Jesus, and he's talking about all these things that are going to happen. Yeah, and all they absolutely. kept thinking of was themselves and how they were going to end up being the greatest amongst mm-hmm. all these people that were making their life hard. Mm-hmm. Right? That was, their, that was what they thought. Before Jesus went to the cross, they thought, this thing's about to get That's good right. for us. Yeah. And in Mark chapter 10, uh, Jonathan talks about this. In Mark chapter 10, verse uh, 35, you get James and John. They're talking to Jesus. And they said, we want you to do us a favor. They say to Jesus, we need you to do us a favor, boss. <laughs> and just, you know why I'm shaking my head, Seth? Because I'm that guy. I'm like, hey, listen, I've been thinking. And what I really mean is I know a way that this is going to help I me. I got an idea. <laughs> That's, That's right. what I mean. That's exactly what's happening here. They're sitting there and they're like, all right, we, we got we to gotta ask him. He owes us. So, so, following him. We gotta so embarrassed. I'm cringy. This is cringy to me. And they say. When you sit on your glorious throne, we want to sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and one on your left. And Jesus said to them, verse 38, because after they said that, you wonder if, like, as they said it, they went, that's possibly the dumbest thing we've ever said. Well, in one account, or did, don't they think their mom, their mom, was yeah, their mom was the one that, yeah, that's, and we work with a guy that that's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's watching. Um, uh, where's mom? So, uh, yeah. So, so you, verse 38, this is the best part because Jesus had to, like, there were so many opportunities in the gospel where Jesus listens to somebody say something and has to just be like, oh, okay. Nope. Don't, don't blast them. Don't blast them. Mm. <laughs> Instead, he says, you don't know what you're asking. Are, are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I'm about to drink? Are you able to be baptized with the baptism of suffering I must be baptized with? Mm. And they said, oh, yes, we're able. And he said, okay, you'll indeed drink from the bitter cup and be baptized with my baptism of suffering. But I have no right to say who will sit on my right and or my left. God has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. They were thinking very small, personal Sure. They were and, thinking, and Jesus is like, you guys, you have missed the point of the greater purpose of why I came. That's not even an issue. 
It's not even something to consider because it is so small. And, and man, there's so many evidences. If you don't read your Bible about it, just look at what Jesus did and what Jesus said on a constant basis. It's it's mind-boggling, one, that he didn't just blast them with lightning. I think it, it's, it's amazing it's, when he, he blasted them. You know, I'm always like, <laughs> yeah, he, right there. You know, hey. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not talking about with lightning. But oh, oh. I, when he, yeah, when he nails them against the wall with like his words, they're always like, mm, really sorry about that. But that right there, he should have just said, guys, get out. Uh, because they're thinking, okay, so sometimes you get mad because people are being selfish. But Jesus, I think, had sort of got over that whole concept. Yeah. They're all he they knew. could do. But then they were being finite. You know, they're not even being infinite or eternal thoughts. No. They're they're thinking everything's constructed in this earthly way, this man-made way, this this you know, is in in accordance with heaven, this perverted way, this yeah. broken down way. And yet and yet they still followed Christ. So that's why when people are like, "Man, but if I just lived Are you serious? <laughs> Those people left him. They left I mean, him. In no different way than you leave him. They left when him. When it gets tough. And and you want you want something different? No. If we lived in Bible times, we'd be the people they didn't like. I mean, yeah. there'd be a, there's a few people, but guess what? The people that followed Jesus were crazy. Yeah, they were. Because he said, come follow me, and they left their nets, and they followed him. That's nuts, right? Because they just, something compelled them. Right. And they followed him, which is why he picked people like the disciples. Because someone, like the, the rich young ruler who approached him and said, I want to follow you. Yeah. Want to, and he said, go sell everything. And the guy went, mm, I don't want to follow you that bad. He was like, man, I can't. You know. Yeah. All the people that had great affluence and great uh, power, they weren't going to follow Jesus. And that's why it's so hard today. If you get all of those things, it's really hard for you to follow Jesus because you feel like you are in control of everything and you feel like you can lean against your own strengths. And regardless of who you are, that's not true. And, and it will never be true. Yep. That's the deal. When you signed up with Jesus, or and that's a horrible way to describe it, but yeah. when you made More a like commitment, on. when you made a commitment, so I was listening to this this person talking. They're like the idea. Actually, John Pecluda, it just wasn't this one. Oh, okay. He's like the idea of being a Christian and saying there's a moment in time I became a Christian wasn't around till way like recently. People just lived a way that showed they were Christians yeah. and believers in Jesus, and th that's how people could tell. And for us, we think it's just this moment in time, and we say because of that moment, we're here, and then we leave everything else, and then we try to basically we just have – see, here's the way I see it. So there's these movies, and fortunately they don't ever do this with the really good guys, but there are these movies, right, where people join up with somebody and they realize – and oh, wow, that person is way different, right? Way out there. This isn't what I signed up for. Unfortunately, in movies, it's bad guy. But when we sign up with, when we sign on, it's horrible. I'm stop using that. When we, when we accept Christ, when we, when we become a follow follower him. of Christ, we realize at some point the depth of who he is. Mm -hmm. And that oftentimes doesn't lead us deeper. That pushes us back because we're like, whoa. He's going to ask for this. And, and we always say he's going to send us to Africa. No, that's not it. You're mm -hmm. afraid he's going to send you across the street yeah. to your neighbor's house. Yeah. You're afraid he's going to send you to, the, to have to sacrifice more than you already have. I know people, people that are watching this show that I would say, most people in the world would say, dude, you've given enough. You've sacrificed enough. But God has never said that mm -hmm. because he sent his only son. So in that vein, we need to know we, we are partners with. 
someone who is farther out there than you think (laughs) and will ask for more than you think and ask for more than you can do. And this whole concept of he won't ever ask you for, no, it's not true. He's going to ask for more than you could ever give. So that. So that he can do it. Yeah. And, and that's what we need to understand. Your anxiety is wrestling with that reality. Yeah, well, so here's the thing. This is, a, this is the same, but it's, it's, it's counterintuitive, right? We are constantly trying to impress other people by doing more and filling our plate up with all of these things that we assume are the right thing except for following what, what God has given us to do. Because mm. we fill our stuff up to where to the point where when God does provide an opportunity, we say, "Oh man, I'm so busy." Sure, you said no to a conversation, right. or you said no to an opportunity to serve somewhere because you were busy with things that you had put on your plate. Maybe they were good things, oh. but they may not have been the thing that that you needed to do, and it was a thing that was causing you anxiety. Yeah, and it's not to say that the things that God is asking you to do aren't going to cause you anxiety. But when you know that you're doing something for him, it is a different kind of worry. It is a different kind of of feeling because you know that in the end, he's got it. The student assist thing that you're doing right now only happens because God wanted it to happen. And only he could have lined up all the things that lined up and and sent the right people. It's the only way. Two, two. Tuesdays ago. Yeah, two, two Tuesdays ago. Two Tuesdays ago. We started last Wednesday. <laughs> so listen, this is an interesting con- this okay. is an interesting segue into this. My daughter is very transparent about, you know, her battles with with fear and anxiety. She's done a great work there in her own personal life and has helped that. <laughs> and and then that that week, which is just a few days later, I'm in my office on a Tuesday. And I'm like I'm not an anxious person, really. No. And I'm crushed by this whole, I had a preaching idea. I had all this stuff going. I was just getting, and I literally remember thinking, I'm about to cry. Mm-hmm. And that's that's red flags. That's bad perspective. That's, I'm out of whack. And you got the wrong kind I'm of anxiety. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying <laughs> it's wrong to cry. I'm saying no. that I knew that these feelings were not from sorrow of injustice. They were not from the viewing of of atrocities that I could fix. They were from Jesse's Hardy's internal strife. And guess what I said? I went back to the reality. and I'm not the hero here. I'm a pastor who was in his office about to cry. So that means I let it go way too far. But listen to what I'm saying. I went back to the reality of what God would want me to do. And then I said, this is so simple. Like, it's like a kid who my, my, my first grader could have told me this and probably would have. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't worry about anything, Dad, but about everything, pray. So guess what I did? I went to everybody I saw and I said, would you do something? This thing's out of control. It's never going to work unless we pray. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can't do anymore. And I'm at the end of my ministry rope. and I'm at the end of my expertise rope. And I'm at the end of my resource rope. And I've called people all day on the phone. And people have told me no where yesterday they were telling me yes. And this isn't going to happen. Instead, I said, pump the brakes. Let's lock this thing up. And let's go back to the truth. Yeah. And the truth is I don't need to worry about anything but everything through prayer and supplication. That's where the joy came from. Yep. And guess what happened? He did what I couldn't do. Yep. And he still is. It's and boom. he will continue to. And he's sustaining those who are serving alongside it and, I need and doing to. within it. And yeah, thank goodness Gosh. Uh, we've got some incredible people here. Some people hopefully that will maybe go home and listen to this later while they're laying on the couch wondering how they're going to make it again tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Our rule around here is we don't check anybody's Yeti cup. Okay. <laughs> 
That's our rule. <laughs> Before, uh, during, or after school. I, it's there nice. are some ladies that do get a little bit more fun throughout the day. And hey, you know what? If I was teaching those kids, I'm, that's not true. It's not true. It's, it's a, a very joke. safe environment. It's a joke. We hope you're but, laughing. But uh, the Yeti cups are filled with ice and tea. And water. We have water there. And lots of water. And, and coffee. Water. So... Listen, we hope you enjoyed it. I'm so pumped. It is Taco Tuesday. So in teacher world, that's a big deal. So I went and we have a whole taco spread. Do you really? Yeah. Fantastic. Have some jack-in-the-box tacos. All right. I love jack-in-the-box tacos. Fantastic. Two for a dollar. These were... Oh, you got the little little ones. I got a box for like three dollars. That's fantastic. Unbelievable. Uh, Listen, this has been one of the better attended live at lunches ever. And uh, obviously it's no shock or surprise what God can do and why he draws certain people to certain places. And we're Mm -hmm. so thankful that he drew you today and that you listened and got on. Uh, We hope that you join us again next week at 1210. We will be in session two of Facing Anxiety on Right Now Media. I know Pastor Steve has put in the comments how you can get your Right Now Media account if you do not have one. Uh, If for some reason you can't get to it, give us a call and we will be happy to walk you through it. Absolutely. Uh, If you need anything, uh, I know if you're dealing with this in a mighty way, anxiety is something that it does it, it does require professional help at certain points, and if you feel like you are at that point, we want to help you. We want to offer different uh, advices and services to you, not us, uh, but professionals, uh, and we would love to do that for you. So uh, reach out to us. We are available all the time, and we would love to hear from you. So we hope you have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we'll be praying for you.